welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're editing. So <laughs> see how long a pause I could I could put in there before you thought that I'd gone take a piss. Uh, right as we started the podcast. Uh, yeah, hi, welcome to BitStorm. <laughs> Uh, we're going to play Click Pitch. Are we? And that isn't... Uh, I mean, we don't have to. We could do something else if you want. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> Click <laughs> Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us on our computer screens. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we're going to take our mice and click the refresh button on the HTML page that is our generator and get a new word and put them together. And make a game design. And hopefully it's rad as balls. And you at home can also click refresh on it. Um, yeah. It's not going to It's not going to affect, affect the, the podcast, podcast in any way, but- Or maybe it will. We don't know. Maybe it will affect the podcast in an alternate dimension where your click somehow alters the electrons in our computer. The fact that- We'll never know. There's going to be one did. person out there who clicks at the same time that we do. And they get the exact same yeah. word that we do, and they're just going to go, oh, my God, they yes. chose my word. Yes, yes, yes. It worked. That electron traveled back through time into Trevor's computer, flicked that switch, and the word he got was? Keep. Keep. See? Geology. Um, keep, keep I'm thinking of in, like, the castle kind of term, right? Like, okay. a keep? Yeah, it's- I guess it's a fortified tower built within a castle, according to a Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. And so, maybe this is about uh, discovering something- or, like, maybe there's something in the rocks that this castle is made from that's interesting. Maybe it's um, them discovering something ar- about the earth and the rocks- Nearby doesn't necessarily have to be at the time that the castle was populated. It could be modern times, and there's like a anthropologist or whatever who digs something up. And I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. What do I think? Or it could just be a game where you get to find and keep rocks. <laughs> so, pet rock simulator. Yeah, I'm thinking pet rocks, rock simulator, um, but set in the castle. So, it's like medieval pet rock simulator. <laughs> okay. So, how- let's talk about what pet rock simulator might be and then how having it set in ooh, the medieval ooh, castle ooh, would, I know. would alter that. So, you know how, like, the Pokemon games are all the rage and how, you know, um, Digimon and Beyblades and all these sort of things are, have are out there. Well, I like the idea that- these pet rocks can actually be battled against each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, I'm laughing because I got the image of people just like smashing rocks together and, you know, whichever one breaks or uh, yeah. bashes the other one out of their hand or something wins. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Rocks as collectible uh, battle creatures. So, what I I love about what you said was the fact that they're inanimate objects. So, they are still inanimate objects, but, you know, it's physically the people just smashing rocks against each other. Like, and you can you can go for, like, the knuckle attack that you you basically did, (laughs) breaking their hand and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, of course, different types of rocks are going to have different uh, names, different attributes. Yeah. You know, the, the porous rocks uh, are not going to hold up to as much as much damage from a from a from a harder rock, mm-hmm. but you can like scrape the skin off really well. Yeah. Of like opponent. quartz can be rather sharp. Like you're going to you're going to yeah, fuck you someone's can hand up with that. Yeah. How uh how much are these uh trainers <laughs> the rock trainers? <laughs> How much are they allowed to alter the rock from its base sort of 
like the way they find uh, well, it. Well, I think in the underground league of of like the um, <laughs> the rock battling thing, you know, they they sort yeah, of no, no they sort of get um, yeah. brought down to like you know you can shave them down into like a shiv shape and all this sort of stuff. But um, in in the at what point is it no longer a rock? <laughs> and it's just a knife. Um, that's not a rock. This is a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just picturing like in the underground leagues, it's, it's literally like Fight Club. Yeah. Down in the dungeons. Rule number one is you do not talk castle. about Rock Club. And rule number two is you do not talk about Rock Club. And rule number three, that's a shell, not a rock. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and rule number four is really, you thought that you could bring a piece of calcified shit? <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring old dog shit to a rock fight. It crumbles to dust in your hands. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's let's have a little think about uh, the types of rocks and what their names might be in true pokey rock form formation. Yep. Um, so we have sedimentary rocks, yes, which are like limestone and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes, I'm reading directly off of. Uh, the web here because I don't know enough about geology, but I, I think within rocks are also like ores and that sort of stuff. Like you know, you can you can get your iron ore, you can get your copper, you can get your mm. your coal, you can get. Well, I like the idea that also the transformation. Like you've got the sort of Pokemon evolutions, but in this case, if you've got a sedimentary rock, you know, you've got a nice chunk of of limestone. Mm-hmm. And and someone comes at you with, you know, with something a bit harder, like some granite or something. Yep. Then they might win, but in the process of winning, they might split your rock in two. And inside, there's a diamond. You find like a fossil or something, or yeah, like or a a crystal of some kind or whatever. And like now you've got a new rock. Now you've got the next form. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i I think i think the idea of what can be classed as a rock is very loose in this in this world basically anything that comes out of the ground can be considered a rock as as it were so so you just you start with a handful of dirt (laughs) that you've sort of pressed together and mixed with some water so if you can find some gold (laughs) in in like a mine or something you can you can mm-hmm. sort of mine that out, and it's basically like you you found gold. Fill up fill up your um, rockadex, and basically, I've got I've got gold, I've got calcified shit, I've got um, coal, I've got uh, granite, and oh look, I just found a ruby and a, snow- and a snowball because it's winter. Yep, that one is, it has a time limit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Except snow is one of those things that is different to ice. So if you if you get like a mm. um a snowball covered in water, put it in the freezer, you you create like a really really hard um rock well rock hard snowball that is um yeah. really dangerous when you throw it at someone. Now of course they didn't have freezers in medieval times, uh, but maybe you do find a way to you know. <laughs> Take it up to the mountain. Well, what I like about a snowball as well is, you know, its attribute is as you use it to smash against other rocks, it if you've done it right, it will actually get more packed and harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yes, it has that time limit of, you know, it, spring comes around and, and you, you lose your little rock snowball friend. Yeah, so I'm imagining, you know how in Pokemon, like, there's the Elite Four? Um, I'm imagining in this game there's there's like the elite two or something like that, but the last guy has like a fucking boulder that he just a boulder size. Okay, he just rolls so down the hill, matters. and you've you've got to get out of the way. <laughs> so how do yeah how do we grade then these different rock buddies pet rocks? Uh, like. Because I hadn't thought about size. I was sort of thinking everyone's just got different types of rock of the same size. But I guess size, they, co- they can come into it. If you can carry it, if you can fight Well, with if it, the movie Godzilla has taught us anything, rock. size matters. <laughs> <laughs> <TM>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, I guess you've got like the type of rock, you've got the size of the rock, um, you know, density, material, well, that all comes into it. Yep. Now, do you get to decorate it with like googly eyes and stuff? Um, no, because it's medieval. Well, I think you can I mean, paint. Okay, not googly. Maybe not googly eyes. Okay, you can paint. Yeah, I like the idea that you've just got a very simple like paint interface in there to to texture your rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I, or maybe there's a collection aspect to collecting things to make different colors. Um, so let, let's talk about the battle sort mm. of things. Um, what are you allowed to do, and what are you not allowed to do? Well, let's let's think first. Are we going the sort of turn-based Pokemon style, or is this more of a real-time thing? Is is are there scissors and paper involved? You know, I was just thinking: is there like a Rochambeau sort of thing that you instead of going rock, scissors, paper, you go rock, 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 and then you <laughs> then you come out with your rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So you you've kind of each got your your little bag of rocks. Okay, so so uh, I, I think it, I think it's like so a it's rock, a, scissors, a bit of paper, a- but um, there's like. Um, sort of like, you know, your rock, paper, lizard, uh, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, that there's like more, more types that sort of like, they yeah, get yeah, yeah. two and they You've get You've got like a two. circular, like a, each one beats, you know, three others yep. or something or based on your types of rocks. Yeah. Or, or, you know, it's, if, if your rock has a certain density that's X higher or, and then the site, yeah, like you'd have to have a bit of a formula, but yes, there is a general rule of this type of rock. At least is advantageous against another type of rock. Yeah, and I mean similar to like Pokemon has its types, yes. right? They that comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You got grass type and water type and fire type and ghost type and yeah. So you all so the in rest this we've got igneous type, sedimentary type, volcanic, metamorphic <laughs> type, or whatever. Yeah, um, metals. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. Like, at what point is metal, like, ore that has been refined and down and, and, and turned into a sword? <laughs> <laughs> this counts. <laughs> it came from a rock. No, I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to have a certain limit on refinement in general. Again, underground clubs, no such thing. I mean, then it just becomes. A battle of of who can make the best weapons out of anything that originally came from a rock. Well, I like the idea I mean, I that that's pretty you cool. sort of go downstairs expecting the same sort of um, battles in this underground lair, and it's like, oh no, no, you you need to you need to craft the rock <laughs> into a weapon <laughs> to fight to but the. But they death. can't use. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it still has to be entirely from rock, so they can't put like wooden hilts and stuff. No, like, they have to. And, and and a single type of rock as well. You can't make alloys. No. You can't mix. You know, you can't have piece two like a a hilt that's from a different piece of rock. No, no, <laughs> no. You do, you definitely don't want any anything like that. I mean, basically, you want if you're going to get vibrations all the way through this motherfucker, you want you don't want any sort of like um, handle that is you know, of a different type that is going to create a shock absorber, you need to feel all that shock all the way through. Yeah. Um, I think in the underground club, what you're looking for is the different resonance points of, of rocks as you (laughs) smack them together. Like if you can, if you can tune your, your rock sword into, or, or you've got a few different frequencies that you can basically, you know, hit the resonance point of, of say they've got a gold sword, so you you um you create I don't know a silver sword oh, that um that you hit it against it hits the resonance point and you know completely crumbles. Cool, I like it. So do I, I. I think that um getting to resonance points is <laughs> no, it's fine. Is I'm it gonna just get too far? No, it's just far enough. Improv, baby. Three, two, one, click. Hmm. This one is timely, considering the state of Australian politics. Ballot. Kidney. (laughs) Okay. So, we're voting for president of the body. (laughs) No, I think we've done that before. So, what I think it is, is 
This is a futuristic world in which body parts have become, like, a highly sought-after commodity okay. in the fact that for transplants and the, and the like, in this world, if you need- because, Is that because they- uh, There's so, there's so like, little donors out there that it's put out to a public vote as to who gets- um, who gets the kidney? A public vote. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I think it's this it's this dark sort of dystopia in in that what I'm picturing is your uh, mum is really sick, and you're a hundred percent match to both her and some some guy that you absolutely dis- despise, sort of like a, a I don't know a, a leader or something like this. And basically, it it turns out that you know because you're a hundred percent match on both, they've put it out to public vote who should actually get the kidney, and it's okay. now a story of is this like a reality TV show thing then? Yeah, I think I think it's something like that. I I, I certainly am seeing like this um this sort of I know yeah I think I think yes a a um reality TV show and just. I mean, it sort of starts out because like I'm just kind of thinking. But I'm now like sort of thinking. Also, can it be sort of like you decide to go on the run with you with your mum once once you lose the the initial vote? Okay, how is that helping her get a kidney? Because you're trying to you're trying to escape the country and get to get to another country in which they'll perform you know surgery and and give the kidney to her, in which they have a surplus of kidneys. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 seeing this as as like a single sort of. A single country sort of thing that this is how this country deals with it, but there's other countries out there that don't. And I'm not saying I'm right. not saying that it's like right. a necessarily a current day Earth. You don't even have to have to talk about the countries. Yeah, but but I just I I like this whole idea of this. So world. game so gameplay wise, obviously this is pretty heavily narrative. Uh, yeah, but I'm 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 picturing as it starts out that. You know, the character sort of say, telling a story as to uh-huh. this is what's gone down. We've just lost lost the ballot and now I'm on the run with my mum. And then it starts and you're basically you need to get out of out of the out of the state sort of thing. So you've So is it just that this is so dystopic that they don't let people leave? Like are these basically are they slaves? Are they in Yeah, I think I think there's slum, slums that they I think not, there's like um, out of not necessarily collars, but there's like barcodes on their on their wrists and all this sort of stuff. That right. So you're basically using the ballot thing as a kicking off point for creating this dystopia, and then it's just a story. Is that where you go? Yeah, it's a story, but I, I I like the fact that there's a little bit of action in there. There's a bit of um, there's not just yeah. This is fully narrative. You know, there's actually some stealthy parts. There's some mm. there's some um, like dialogue heavy segments, but then there's uh, quick time events and that sort of stuff. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm almost getting a bit of a beyond good and evil vibe, interestingly. Oh, cool. I like that game. Yeah. Just that had some stealth elements, had some action, had some exploration, um, had some companion stuff. Yep. So that, yeah, that could be sort of an interesting, just uh, not template as such, but like from the game pa- gameplay balance, gameplay mix. Going in that direction, that was obviously a bit more kind of cartoony and fantasy-ish, but we could take it a bit more darker and gritty yeah. and realistic, uh, I would think. I, I like the idea that one of the first things that you actually need to do is you need to organise some modified barcodes for your mum and yourself. So that's like your fir- your first sort of thing that you need to do so that um, because everything that you go to buy and everything like that, it's always going to be scanned. But of course, because they know that you're on the run and you haven't turned up for this surgery, they'll put your yours and your mum's barcode on the watch list. Right. Right. Sorry, I've only just clicked that, of course, like, you've still got the kidney insane here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking, yeah, we're just going to try and get her mum somewhere else where she can find a kidney. I'm like, no, we're going somewhere where you can give her your kidney. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, barcode. Well, some sort of, some sort of identifying scan, obviously. Well, how you can start this off is you're already in the hospital when the when the 
when the vote gets broadcast. Basically, both your mum and this um, and this leader are both in right. in the in the operating theatre, ready to um ready to receive. Well, they've already been like sedated and yeah. So your first thing is okay. Now, now I need to exit out of the out of the hospital. Get my mum out as well, and. You know, she's sedated at yeah. first, so you're sort of um, having to get dressed up as an orderly sort of ooh, thing. Ooh, 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 Have they taken your kidney out? No. But you have to take it with you? No. <laughs> that would add such an interesting aspect to it of having to keep this kidney cool <laughs> before you can get somewhere that will, that will put it in your mum. I, I I think that maybe that can be something that happens a little bit later on, like okay, like you find someone who you think is going to be able to do it, yeah. and then they betray. Oh you no, they, they yeah they get they get the kidney, the kidney out, out of you, and I'm I'm liking yeah. the fact that this is you know like futuristic technology that you're awake. Well, because now time I'm thinking there's sort of- now there's a bounty on your kidney for this like leader. Yeah. So maybe this person does double cross you, and they're like, yeah, I'll put the kidney in your mum. But then you realise after they've taken it out, they're actually going to go sell it to the highest bidder, and you're like, "Fuck that!" and you know, knock them out and take it, and then you're on the run again. But now your kidneys out. Yeah, now your kidneys out in like one of those little esky things with with like the the dry ice and shit in it. <laughs> I love that that's still what they use. You're talking about all this futuristic technology and still just dry ice in an esky. Yep. <laughs> it's not even it's not even the right kind of esky because this was like a you know back alley um, operation. It's like it's got a beer logo on the side. <laughs> it's like a promotional esky that they put out. As, <laughs> you know when they release their new fucking. It's actually IPA. an esky brand esky. Oh, I don't think we can get that. <sighs> Although we've just called it esky. And the only reason we even call it Esky is because of the Esky brand. Okay, Icebox then. Yeah, or Cooler or something. Yeah. Icebox brand Iceboxes. (laughs) 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 All right, so you're trying to get across the border. And, okay, yeah, and I'm thinking from this point, yeah, again, that sort of Beyond Good and Evil-esque just mix of stealth action. Is it it like gunplay or mostly melee? Mostly melee, or or Um Kind of, kind of like uh, the sort of attacks and shit that you could do in Mirror's Edge. Um, okay, I like the fact that it's on the it's run, all, kind of yeah, non non lethal sort of sort of stuff. You can yeah. knock people out, but that's about as far as it can go. Yeah, well, I like the idea that you mostly have to rely on like surprise attacks or you know taking out one or two people. Like you're not combat trained, yeah. particularly. But if you if you get the drop on someone, you can you know give them a few good hits and keep running, and they probably won't chase you. That sort of thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to think whether there's actually like a mechanic that, um, like, if you happen to get captured, you've got the. Um, I like to think of it as like a fight or flight um, sort of uh, system in the fact that mm-hmm. you know the sort of computer takes control and and you know sort of stuns stuns the guard in such a way that you can at least get away once or twice. Right, like a second chance kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's not always like you get caught and, well, that's- You're fine. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that has to recharge over time or, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm trying to think of, a, of then- a good reason as to, um, you know, if you get caught, how how do we resolve that? I'm just wondering yeah, if, well, if this it, is a um if this is a you know the good old Prince of Persia technique of you you're telling a story to to your kids about you know this is how I got away. No, that's not right. I mean, we don't have to do anything fancy. It could be like you got caught, load your last save. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um or, you know, depending on maybe like what section of the te- of the city you're in or something like you could have different areas you have to escape from each time. Or, yeah, they take that, you down that, to that the, the local precinct and then you've got an escape sequence from there. Yeah. Yeah. It could be something like that. Um, and maybe Because then you could have just a variety of different kind of puzzles and layouts. It could even be a little mini game, procedurally generated police station that you have to escape from. Um, for some reason, you're really good at lockpicking or, 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 or you've got a little companion that- 
basically your mum gave it to you just before she went into su- went in, into surgery. It's like her favorite brooch, but the brooch also turns into like this little lock picking, like drone. Yeah, like little like a little robot sort of thing. I I think yeah. that you know it's um that could be kind of cool, but. You can call on your on your brooch to to help unlock your cell and that sort of stuff, and that's how you. Yeah, well, it. I think maybe it comes down to some sort of resource collecting as well. Like if you get caught and you've got plenty of power for your little lock picking brooch, then you're going to just be able to blast your way through yep. all these doors. But if you if you have used it up and you get caught, then you're going to have to do basically go through some extra more dangerous areas to charge it up to get through the final doors, sort of thing, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this world that we've built. It's um, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I, uh, having having the whole shortage of organs is it just because a lot of like, people need kidneys? Like, is there some sort of kidney disease? Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's like a, or or it's just donors in general are, are few and far between. You know the yeah, the world is so polluted that people's most people's kidneys are non-viable for. Oh, it's not just kidneys, you know, it's um, livers and that sort of stuff. in general. I'm picturing that um, a lot of this sort of stuff that they- that sort of gets talked about in the news, like, that you hear every now and again is about, you know, live organ harvesting and all this sort of stuff that is, like, I'm picturing, like, government-sanctioned live organ harvesting. (laughs) Right, because then they, like, turn it into this TV event to keep the masses satiated. Yep. So they can harvest even more organs. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just imagining like the the bad guy in this could actually not even be the leader sort of thing. It could actually be like the the corporation who's funding the um the like TV show a la Running Man sort of thing. That oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. all about all about the media. Yeah, and that you know who's running who's running this particular thing, but like I don't know. I, I'm sort of picturing that, like, there was an old organ donor sort of group that um, used to be in control, but then, like, one of those multinational corporations sort of came in and and took over. Right, and used their good name. Used their good name, and the people who actually, you but know- co-opted were, it and gutted it. Were running the organ yeah. donor system. Like a legit, a legit, organ legit yeah. organization. They've, they've come up and, and, you know, are running an underground- version that you know it's all about oh right all about doing the right thing for for the people and right and maybe that's who you get in contact with but then one of them backstabs you yeah oh not one of them but one of the doctors that they send you to sort of thing well yeah exactly like someone in their in their network insurance network I, i want it to be basically that the um the organ you know the organ donor group that you you actually lie yourself with you know they're they're like the good guys who are who are really trying to do do right by the world. Yeah, I mean, as an organisation, they are. But uh, I I think you could put in you know the fact that one of them is ends up being just too greedy for their own good and and look, that can be shades of grey as well. Like they need the money to feed their kids or something. <laughs> anyway, three, two, and click. Yep. Dreaming target. Dreaming target. I literally can't get my head away from Inception, the video game. <laughs> well, we could we could use that as an inspiration, but but taken in a different direction. So it's maybe not about the whole layers of dreams as such, because that that kind of never really made sense to me anyway. Like dreams within dreams, but the idea of going just into a dream without the whole secondary dream thing could be kind of cool. The whole going into a dream to extract some information rather than incepting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's. Um, I like the idea the of more to- like, oh yeah, this could actually be kind of cool. Like you're, you're part of like this crack team of, of like, what do we call them? Dream walkers. Kind of like that. That, that rings nice. Yeah. Okay. So this crack team of dream walkers, you know, they target all these different people. So. Yeah. Like corporate, corporate espionage. Yeah. Regular, like, government espionage for foreign leaders or foreign diplomats. Um, maybe they do some private eye work to deter, like, 
sneak into the spouse's dreams and see if they're cheating. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm liking the idea of you go into one of these these dreams and like it's a cold open on the on the sort of game and you're sort of sneaking through these back alleys and all this sort of stuff and as you t- oh I like the idea that you start off as a PI dreamwalker but then you get like recruited because you're t- too good at it yeah but do they meet you in the dream that'd be cool <laughs> they hand you a card in the dream <laughs> yeah and you, you get out and you still got the card in your hand and they're just standing like they're hiding behind <laughs> they're standing there yeah we slipped away we're, we're here too in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea that you know he's looking at the thing it's like am I still in the dream and he goes no sorry we we gave you the card we thought that it might be cool if we gave it to you in the dream and in real life okay see ya <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting it out there right right at the start there's only one level of dreams yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it, you actually like lampshade it right there. It's like, oh, am I still a dream? Did I go deeper? And they're like, no, there's only one level of dreams. This is the real world and we're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb idea. How can a dream dream? Like, come on. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the idea of, of sort of a more serious version of Psychonauts where the, the levels are very much crafted to sort of explore the psyche of the subject. But less in that cartoony way and in more of a, almost a horror, like, a, well, I mean, each, each brain that you go into could be different, but, you know, in some of them, it's, it's a horror game. In some of them, it's a shooter. In some of them, it's a stealth. Like, you sort of have these different elements based on the psyche of these targets. Oh, I kind of like the idea that one of the, one of the missions, you, um, you sneak into this house and you have to sort of invade, like, this, I'm just wondering whether going for a kid's dream to find certain information out is a little bit creepy. But if it's done in the right way, it could actually be. That, yeah, you'd have to do that in the right way. That is a little. But I like the idea uh, that, creepy, but- like, you start seeing some twisted stuff in this kid's head, and so, right. so maybe you you bring you're you're able to bring to light that like there's maybe some abuse or something that's going on. Some so, abuse going. Yeah, actually. Yeah, well, I like the idea that you were hesitant already to to kind of go into the kid's head. Yep. Uh, because it's sort of not standard operating procedure. Yeah. But you're convinced and then, yeah, you, you kind of find this out and, and, and you have some choices afterwards that, that could be a bit of a branching thing or just a, yeah, like a, a moral choice of do you take action, even though it could, um, bring attention to your team and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I know I like the idea of just there being some, like, in each person's dream, there's like a dark secret that mm-hmm. you know. If you if you happen to go through the game and find them all out, obviously you you're going to get um, some back backstory as to why these people the way that Ooh, they are. Yeah, okay. That they're I like the idea that they're mostly optional. Yeah, it's it's basically there like ha- there might be some that have to be dri- like drive the plot, but yeah, like one of the first ones, you actually you turn around a corner and then there's. There's basically you see a shadow sort of enter enter in another room, and you're sort of told to go into that room as part of the as part of the um, tutorial sort of level, and then when you, when you get out, you know, like your boss sort of says, yeah, in in everyone's dream you will always find like a, a deep dark secret they don't want anyone to know. Um, yeah. If you if you can I like get the idea this, that those that they that they're pretty tricky puzzles to like discover that yeah. Uh, because people, you know, try to lock them away. And so it actually takes some real brain power to, uh, to find that, to find them all. Yeah. I mean, there, there can be some pretty tricky, like, well, maze-like puzzles and there can be some other, other sort of puzzles as you go. Yeah. I'm thinking just sort of logic puzzles, connect the, you know, number sequence puzzles and this sort of thing, like, that, that are only there for the secrets, but, they, but if you solve them, and they don't have to be super difficult, but just that you know they take a li- they take a little bit of of brain power to to get yeah, past. and the sort of logic puzzles that you could be talking about is is like you're on a house with um uh, you're on a street with like five different houses and they're different colors and basically one of the riddles that sort of gets told earlier on is you know go into the the house next to next to Mister White's house and. You know, you can sort of work it out through 
through that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that the people in the dreams, I mean, they're basically NPCs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, them repeating the same thing over and over again is actually totally in context. Yep. And it's totally uh, correct. Uh, like, yeah, I, I'm picturing that, like, they're just slightly off. Like, they- you look at you look at all all the women's face in in this one guy's dream. They're all the exact same face. Like, hmm, hmm. Well, and that could even be part of the puzzle. Like, it could even just be observational puzzles yep. where it's not explicitly said, "Hey, here's a puzzle." But yeah, if you happen to notice that all the women in this guy's dream have the same face, and then you, and then like you come across, you happen to see that, um. In the outside world, like, this is just a young version of of his mum or something like that. So, he's got that sort of- Yeah, like, you make some connection. You've got the- You, you give the player the, the resources to to figure that out and, and then they just have to make that connection to then see, oh, like, maybe I need to call mum in the dream or something. You know, it's on, it's on their phone and- Well, because you can play. You can really play with numbers and- and, and Words and things in the dream too, like they can shift and they can change and stuff yeah. based on different things. Um, I, I was kind of like the idea of going into like this CEO's brain, and it's like this huge Candyland sort of scene, and it's like, what the? Fuck? Everything is money. <laughs> no, I'm thinking Candyland is in you know it's, like it's actual all, Candyland. It's all you know sunshine and lollipops and all this sort of stuff, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? And- <laughs> What is that saying about this CEO? <laughs> that maybe he's just a, like- He's just an optimist trapped in the body of a hard-ass businessman. Yeah. And, you know, the, it sort of gives gives a, a view as to the inner psyche and- Yeah, I, actually, I like the idea that there are somewhere it's like their deep, dark secret isn't actually anything evil or wrong. It's just that they're not who they sort of present to be on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this is- Really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. I almost- So, and just to put a slightly different spin on it, because I think- Well, not a different spin necessarily, but from a gameplay point of view, you know, I think we're both sort of thinking relatively linear um, kind of thing, but if you could put some- Either some procedural stuff or some- I don't know, some deeper mechanics around the dream walking. I'm almost picturing a bit of a mission-based structure- uh, almost a bit of an XCOM-y kind of, kind of thing where, yes, you've got these story missions that are pushing the story forward, but, like, a lot of it is also just playing these missions and, you know, building up your- maybe, you, maybe you're actually running the whole team kind of thing. Like, maybe- and you could still be a specific character, but yeah. um, you're able to sort of upgrade them and there's stats and- If, if you're going to do that, though- I don't want it like a an XCOM interface because I'm loving the idea of being able to physically run and jump in these sort of no 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 things. sorry no I didn't mean I only meant XCOM in the in the more of the overworld style yeah and and maybe in basic basically you know, you're, man- you're managing your squad yeah so you uh, you've hired yeah. your squad based on certain skills uh, you're trying to build up their their skills as they go but you can also yeah. like um, each mission that you go on you're basically you're inhabiting the um, the operative that you're sending in. Yeah, well, and I think maybe from a skills perspective, depending on depending on the mission and the target, you choose. You know, maybe just one. Maybe it's just a a, a pair. Maybe there's some limitation that, like, the human brain, you know, can't can't take more than two infiltrators in their dream. Well, what? Uh, and so you have to choose the right partner based on what you expect to find within the dream. And so that's something somewhere where like the CEO's brain is going to throw you for a loop. Yeah. Okay. So I'm picturing that you've got like a recon mission in which you're sort of investigating this person's life um, outside of- Well, or maybe you just get a dossier, right? I think maybe you just get a dossier up front and it's like- Here's who they are. Here's their job. Here's a bit about them. Here's some information. Choose your team member. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some people are going to be better at, 
you know, decrypting dream language or something, right? Like they're experts in the way the the brain converts you know language some are going to be literally like well we're gonna have to fucking fight people in here like this is just, this person's gonna have a violent psyche that we have to fight back against yeah i, I kind of like the idea that this this person's had dream training and and they actually um they lucid dream all the time so they can create yeah. shit in their dream you need to you need to yeah like you could exactly you can come up against lucid dreamers i like that um lucy's <laughs> <laughs> we got a lucy I know. I kind of like the idea that every now and again, there's like a nightmare sort of that you end up in. Like, well, I think maybe there's a risk. I think maybe in every dream, there's a risk of you inadvertently turning it into a nightmare. Oh yeah, hitting a trigger that that turns it into a nightmare that basically becomes yeah, dangerous like a- for you and. Well, ju- well, probably just you. I don't think it makes it dangerous for the target. They're just having a nightmare, but you have to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> And, you, and if you don't get your information, like, you fail the mission. Okay, I kind of like the idea that if you die in the, in someone else's dream, that's permanent. But if you die in your own dream, then it's then it's all good. Yeah, well, I think you're projecting your consciousness in some way into this person. Yep. And so if if you if your if your consciousness dies in their dream, then you, your body's left a vegetable, basically. Yep. But if yeah. your own consciousness dies in its own dream, like so, if if you happen to kill one of these guys, they just wake up. So yeah. I think I think yeah. that's a good um a good sort of good. Uh, halfway point between the typical trope of you know if you die in your dream, you die in, the dream, you die yeah. in real life when. Really, if you die in someone else's dream, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe there's like, I don't know, it depends how harsh you want to make the penalties. There could be, it could be that there's a way that, you know, to bring you back by someone else going in and extracting your consciousness or something. Yeah. But basically you're uh, a vegetable again, that- in, the, in the real world until yeah. someone goes in and frees the- uh- yeah, and so there could even be missions around that, right? Like, that could even be how it introduces the concept. It's like, we lost an operative. We lost Jeremy inside in- of Helena's head. Yeah. It was just a, it was a training so- op. Like, I, I like the idea that Helena's one of the team. Oh, yeah, okay. Like- Okay, yeah. And I think, you know, being being a um, dream operative or a dream walker, you know, it's a, it's a pretty sought-after position that you're always sort of- Dream ops. Um- training to to get better but one thing that you can't quite you can't quite stop is if your psyche um and your subconscious realizes that there's another another psyche or there's a dream walker in your head then you know it it basically attacks it almost like a um mm, okay i mean and that's similar to inception right? yeah like where the 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 environment itself starts you know pushing out the infiltrator yeah. But in, in in this way, it's almost like sort of like the white blood cells attacking a, a foreign invader. I, I kind of like the idea that just and also just not to take from Inception too much. That yeah, it is that um, the dream your dream self will try to push out or kill the infiltrator. It's not necessarily the whole anybody in the dream. It's just like if you come across that person in their own dream, mm-hmm. unless they're a lucid dreamer, they're going to just like there's going to be some aspect of they they recognize you are an, an invader, and and they will violently like try to destroy you. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a sort of almost partly a Dark Souls feel about some of these. Some of these levels in my it's head. Just because you've been playing Dark Souls, I know. <laughs> but I- I'm liking the the idea of of like in some levels, like the boss character is is basically like this grotesque version of of the person that's it's like the grotesque psyche of this person. Ooh, okay, yeah. So like you see them, they you've just about got out. With with the stuff, and you know they just transform into this demonic sort of massive version of themselves that you've sort of go up, got to go up against. I think you can get out of the um. There there are certain ways that you could have actually got out of this without having to fight this thing, but so then you've got the um sort of like 
you know, a go through and, and kill all the, all the psyche sort of, um, achievement. And then you can go in, mm-hmm. uh, have the get in and get out with, um, without being noticed challenges and achievements and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really going to also come down to, uh, the type level design of mind you're going into. Uh, but yeah, like maybe each, yeah, each level can have, depending on the type of level it's going to be, it'll have like, yeah, the challenge, challenge goals. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I like Dreamwalk is a cool. cool man. Dream Ops. Dream Ops. Dream Ops 2073. Three, two, one, click. Chaos. Cloth. Oh, I like the idea of some sort of product called Chaos Cloth. I don't know what it would do, but it's just got a nice ring to it. I'm trying to get out of my head, like, any more, like, Dark Souls sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of something that's a bit more mechanically simple and narratively simple, based more around game mechanics. Maybe this is some sort of game where you you play on some sort of, like, undulating cloth. Maybe you play, like, a- a, um, a dust mite. A f- yeah, like a flea on a human or something, like the going across their clothes. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how that could- the, the shifts in cloth could, could, you know, basically your landscape is moving then, right? Um, and then that can be sort of where the chaos comes in, the chaotic aspect of that. Yeah. I mean, where, where I was sort of thinking was you and your boyfriend have just come back from an Egyptian trip. Where okay. where you picked up a um, basically, uh, I'm saying Egyptian t- uh, trip because I'm I'm thinking of you know the five thousand thread count Egyptian cotton sort of sheets. <laughs> um, okay, but I'm I'm thinking that you bought them from like this back alley store, and it yeah. turns out that like they were they were cursed with by some like chaotic malevolent being. Being okay, so. You're you're basically you've gone to have a shower while your boyfriend gets sort of ready for bed. He lays down in bed, and when you come out, he's like suffocated. Oh, not suffocated, but like um, become infected with this with this like chaotic being that is okay. Has he like? Oh, I'm trying to think of the visual. Is he like sunk into the sheets? Have the sheets sort of started enveloping him in some way? I, I'm picturing. That basically, as he's laid down in the sheet, it's sort of, yeah, he got enveloped in it and it's sort of stuck all over his face and all this sort of stuff and created like this real, like, fucked up version of a human face with, like- Well, yeah, I like the idea that it's kind of melded into his body, but not like- but in patches. In patches, yeah. Because then you could do some really cool um, chaos, some really cool cloth physics as- you know, to to basically create something that's way more creepy than a human, but is really just a human with cloth sort of draped yeah, with, off them with, in these, with basically these like this strange cloth mask ways. and this cape sort of thing that sort of yeah. clings to the arms in certain ways and basically gives him yeah. like wings sort of things. Um, so I'm picturing, you know, it's like this is an every girl sort of sort of thing, you know, uh, sort of like the the girl next door doesn't have any superpowers but she gets dragged into mm-hmm. this thing and you know now she's basically well so what sort of game is it though because i was almost thinking do we go do we make this more than a cl- of a classic shooter or beat em up style kind of you know this is how it starts yeah but then it just becomes like oh the whole town like this is spread and you're fighting these cloth monsters okay so yes what what i what I picture is, has happened. You come in and- You've gone Dark Souls again, haven't no, you? No, 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 I haven't. No? Um, okay. So, cloth monster boyfriend man uh, with, a, with a massive mask. He basically escapes out the window, but basically as he, as he runs out and anyone that he sort of touches gets, like, infected with, like, a little bit of the cloth. And- Like a strip comes off and starts growing on Yeah. So I I think you sort of exit out and it's in like a double dragon esque sort of visual that you oh, okay. exit out onto out onto the street and basically you you see your boyfriend running off 
and then all of a sudden you see these people who who just got touched gradually turn or not gradually but pretty quickly turn into these chaotic monsters as well so now it's just a beat em up that you're kicking the shit out of all these all these regular sort of people that have been turned okay i like the idea then that i don't think he has to touch them i think it like fires out like it's it will throw a t-shirt cannon sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) no i was just kind of thinking like the thread like maybe threads come off it oh yeah and kind of so you sort of see that like just threads go off in you know five directions and kind of start attaching and winding around the arms or the face of these people. Oh, I'm, I'm picturing- and, and, and it, like, weaves into into cloth. I'm, I'm picturing, like, one little thread that just sort of lands on someone's eyelash and just burrows into the eye sort of thing. It's like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah, you could do some awesome, like, visceral close-ups of this stuff happening. Yeah. And then it, like, zooms back out and you're in a more, a more traditional beat-em-up uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely picturing Streets of Rage. I'm picturing um Double Dragon. I'm picturing Battletoads. I'm I'm really liking yeah, yeah. that. But in a modern 3D engine. Yeah. 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 Something that hasn't been done for yeah, a while. Yeah, that's cool. And then so I like the idea then that initially you're fighting people who haven't been that infected yet, right? Like cuz it takes some time for it to weave its cloth yeah. around these around these victims. Uh, and that gives you a natural, like, difficulty curve as you go. And, and more, you know, you, you get onto creatures that are that are more- have, have been infected for longer. Well, you, you get, you know, as, as the boyfriend's getting away, he goes through a police station. And now you're going through a police station that has, like, you know, yeah. cops with guns. You're basically creating cloth, jom- cloth zombies. Yeah. So- Yeah. What is the reason as to why she is unaffected? She's allergic to cotton. <laughs> well, she's allergic to polyester. No, I, don't, um, I, I can't. I kind of like the idea that. Well, at the fur- the further that you go through the through the game, you realise that the the reason that they travelled to Egypt or something like that was because they were actually visiting her family. Okay, so she's related to it in some like to the curse in yep. some way, maybe. So it's it's like a, right. a family a family mm-hmm. thing in which they. Um, they just happen to be somewhat cursed in the in the way that they they were involved. Just in- a little bit cursed. They, they, just just a tiny they were involved cursed. in the creation of of this of this curse. Yeah, <laughs> um, like one of her ancestors, sort of thing. And so her her bloodline is immune, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good enough reason. Yeah. And then that can obviously give some that can be revealed across the course of it, and yeah, you find out how to stop it or something. A conversation with. Your grandma and that sort of stuff, and I, I like the idea that she she tu- uh, your grandma grandma turns out to be some like kick ass like awesome fighter as well. Like I, I'm picturing that they, um, it goes through like a nursing home at one stage. <laughs> okay, and she's the only one left. Well, she's like taking them all out when you're you sort of like, oh my god, you know, my grandmother is is here and. You know, all all the residents have been turned into these zombies, and then you get towards the end, and your grandma just kicks open the door, and she's just got like got like a her cane up and up in the um up in a fighting position sort of thing, and just <laughs> I don't know cotton all over her. You know, she's beating the shit out of all these cloth she's just zombies. Just like thread, there's like drapes of of like strips of cotton and thread. All the air is like there's just kind of. Yeah, these like really light threads just through the air, just kind of drifting down. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just picturing like how awesome this kick-ass granny could actually be. Like, she'd be yeah. one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. And then, like, you know how in Castle Crashes, how you could um, unlock different different unlock characters? different ca- different players. Yeah, I like the like the idea that you un- you unlock the grandma to play as as going forward. Well, I was just thinking about player two. But maybe what we do is we just, like, so if you're playing one player, you can choose from two characters, a man and a woman, and- Siblings, or cousins, or something No, like no, no. I think just a man or a woman, and, like, the beginning is always the same. It's always a boyfriend, so you're obviously either a heterosexual woman or a gay man, mm-hmm. just to piss off every dude bro out there who <laughs> likes to play games. Um, 
<laughs> but if you want to play two player, then we are rep- then we're giving some representative to the polyamorous crowd, and it's literally just another person in the relationship at the beginning. <laughs> I guess for, I guess I see what you're getting at is the whole bloodline thing. Yeah, maybe they find out they're long lost cousins, <laughs> kissing cousins. <laughs> yeah, and look, whatever. There's no real reason once you pass like cousin, second cousin, or whatever. You know, whatever. It's all the same. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna kink shame anyone, or love shame or whatever. Uh, yeah. So no, no, I like that idea then. That so so wait, are you just having to find family members then um, that you unlock? No, I think I think. Or do you find some the, way to? The thing is, when when you you realise that it's all sort of leading towards this nursing home in 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 the path of destruction, she realises, mm. oh my god, you know, my grandmother's in there. Gram gram. Yeah, and and just the fact that Graham Graham is like this kick-ass character that you know, yeah, beats the and shit she out and, gives and you some. She probably gives you some exposition. She knows about the curse. Yeah, and then from it. then on, you know, that's just one thing. You've you can then have a bit of a branching sort of thing where where you got to clean up different areas of the city that he's been in to to get some idea as to where he's going next. Sort of like yeah. going down through this level and then you go through this level and then, you know, by going through this, you actually work out where it, where it goes next. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we're doing just like different parts of the city. You can visit in different orders or something. Yeah. Um, and look, obviously, if on the whole bloodline thing, like if the curse was far enough back, there could be a lot of people <laughs> um, who are who, who this who have this particular, you know, person as their ancestor so you don't have to so it could be that you're just tracking down it's basically a, a very violent genealogy project because <laughs> you're finding people who have the same ancestor as you like hey we all have the same great 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 grandfather sponsored by ancestry.com <laughs> yeah maybe that's how you find one of the next people it's like Oh, go, go, go to Ancestry.com. All right, there's going to be someone still alive uh, over working at the bank on oh, you know, 32nd Street. <laughs> you look at your email and it's like, you've found 13 matches. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like the idea that that's how that's the unlock screen is an Ancestry.com family tree. Um, and as you find the new characters, then like next, in New Game Plus, you can choose any of them. Oh, and then, then you get to pl- <laughs> then you get to play like the scene leading up to um the scenes leading up to when when you uh, when the main characters sort of get there, and then what happens to their journey along the way outside of that. Oh yeah, like each each one has a different kind of intro uh, level and then prologue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. The um the idea of the ancestry dot com and the and the fact that you know. <laughs> Um, to unlock this character, you uh, to to un- unlock this thing, you must pay five ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to make sense. Then you can have any uh, additional DLC characters um, just be actually within the Ancestry.com app in the game. <laughs> it's like if you if you want to find even more people in your family tree, pay another three dollars fifty. Yeah. So what are, what are you thinking that we um that we call this this game? Oh, um, thread count. Yeah, strange bedfellows. <laughs> strange bedfellows. It's a sheet 'em up. <laughs> <laughs> sheet 'em up. <laughs> okay. All right. One more. One more. Three. Three to one click. Three to one click. Bucket. Accuracy. It's pronounced bouquet. <laughs> so keeping up appearances. <laughs> telltale. G- <laughs> where, where, in in like her old life, she was a sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket accuracy. I mean, we can go with the night. We can. We can spin off keeping up appearances. Maybe it's like one of her grandchildren or something. 
Um, and so it is this very proper British woman who also happens to be a sharpshooter. Either a sharpshooter or, or a picturing is like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith sort of thing that, you know, she's a she's an assassin sort of thing. Mr. and Mrs. Bouquet. <laughs> I love this thing of of like shit starts coming going down in this in this small town and you know she's out tending to a garden all this sort of stuff and um so are we saying she's elderly well how old would she be now like she was what in her 50s in the in the 80s so well i mean are we going with are we going with with a descendant or are we literally going with hyacinth bouquet I kind of, I kind of think it's got to be hyacinth bouquet. All right, but maybe it's set in the eighties, so that she's still the same, the same character. Like, yeah. So it was, it was twenty five ish years ago. Um, she's ninety now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we def- She definitely can't year. be doing doing like assassin sort of work anymore. <laughs> well. Or can she? Okay, no, we can set it. We can set it in the nineties, which is when the the um, the show was on. Yep. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so is that, just so I just don't think how you even get from the garden and the sort of upper class. You know, pretension to, oh, and now I have to go fucking assassinate someone. Um, so what actually happens is it sort of starts out like a normal, a normal sort of episode of keeping up appearances, uh, okay. where, you know, I don't know one of her neighbors comes across and, and mistake, mistakenly calls her hyacinth bucket. And she goes, no, it's bouquet. And then like, Motherfucker, and then pulls out a gun. Well, I- I'm thinking what actually happens is um, she gets a phone call, and that's where that's where you sort of you go off and <laughs> is you- this agent bucket. No, it's Agent Bouquet. That's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we've just had word that I don't know Agent Smith is is on the move tonight. You're going to have to actually, you know, go go take care of him tonight. Okay. It's lock and load. Oh, but I'm having the Clarks over for dinner. <laughs> what will they think? We don't care, Bucket. <laughs> oh, it's bouquet, motherfucker. <laughs> she she goes over like over to like a, her her mantelpiece, pulls down like a candlestick, and like this thing just opens up, and there's all these weapons just inside. She <laughs> she just picks them up on doilies on doilies, um, picks them up. You know, lo- loads up, and then it turns into basically like a a siphon filter or a um or a Metal Gear Solid esque sort of thing with yeah. with just like but around like shot. a suburban <laughs> a suburb in the UK. Yep. <laughs> I love it, I really do. <laughs> so, does she have any special moves that are sort of related to? I didn't see the show. <laughs> I don't know enough. I don't know that much about it. I'm just- Look, the basic idea is that she considered herself upper class, but was actually- Like lower middle. You know, her, from a f- family of, of mostly lower class- Yeah, like lower class sort of thing. So, she's very into her possessions and her house and house proud and that sort of thing. I, oh, I kind of like the idea that she sneaks into someone's house and she's she's like judging them. Like for yeah, yeah. It could all just be around the banter, right? Like she's sneaking through <laughs> yeah. the house and and judging them on the doily choice. Like, oh, I wouldn't have used that wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cover it off with your brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely love this. <laughs> it's just so absurd. All right. Well, yeah. I don't think we can go any further on with that. on on that. <laughs> On that note, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, uh, podchaser.com slash Bitstorm is the best place to go. Find all our links to our other social media where you can leave us, uh, you know, comments, 
rate and review us on Podchaser. Visit our YouTube. We'll be putting some stuff up there occasionally. All sorts of cool things. Get get notified of new episodes and uh, check out all that cool stuff. Uh, we are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, which is a fine network of gaming and otherwise podcasts based out of Australia. If you want to find them, you can go to 8bit.net. That is A-T-E-B-I-T. I realize I should probably pronounce that for people who haven't heard of it. Yes. So we are also part of a community network called the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. There are a group of like-minded individuals who all who love everything that is gaming. So we just try to help each other out. Uh, we'd like you to search for the user AGP Network on Twitter, hashtag AGPN, or look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuradas for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So... Thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Rock. Rock. Rock.